0: Log Talk Radio. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's going to pay.
1: Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast.
2: Out in the Night out, You're tuned in to Wrestle talk. 657-383-1521 We'll be discussing WWE NXT Ucha Underground ROH Fantasy Wrestling And we'll have some of the best damn interviews For professional and independent wrestling That you've ever heard
3: And I'm Joe Lamb Ladies and gentlemen you your seatbelts Keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Restaurant talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. Woo!
0: the talk back is it. live. Once
3: again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm scared the shit out of the cats. I'm scared the shit out of the wife. I'm scared the shit out of everybody. Tonight. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. It's gonna be an amazing night. Or as Bobby Roode would say, it's gonna be glorious. Absolutely glorious, ladies and gentlemen. It's gonna be so much fun tonight. Episode three hundred and fourteen. We got the high spot segment. We got the shoot and shout segment. We got the F the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. We got the FWWC segment and that's not enough, ladies and gentlemen. We did have Anakin Murphy scheduled for tonight, but he had a event uh, that he had uh, he had something come up and he had to we had to reschedule him. But have no fear, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin Cook is still gonna be here at eight thirty. So what we're going to do right now is what we always do, and that is, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to the one thing that we do every single week, ladies and gentlemen, take off your your, your hat, stand up, put your hand over your heart, and pay homage to the greatest America, to the greatest country ever. And that's America, damn it. Oh! A tear in my eye every single time, ladies and gentlemen. Every single time. Now, unfortunately, tonight the night out will not be with us. He is on assignment, other places, but have no fear. The Rest Talk podcast always comes through, and we do have a replacement for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It is one of our sponsors. Hold Kohash, cool, if you could please play the uh, uh, intro music for us. That's
0: right, please. What's going on, Kelby?
3: How you doing, buddy?
4: I'm doing good. I'm not going to lie, if I had uh if I had not been a co-host of this wonderful show and I had just been a listener, I would have definitely been awoken by that wonderful national anthem as usual. That's right. That How you doing, crazy? Jersey? How are you doing
3: tonight? Oh my goodness, you're doing absolutely amazing. Uh thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on. And co-host the Wrestler Talk podcast with me tonight. We're gonna to have have ourselves a lot of fun. We got the high spot segment. We got the shooting shot segment. We got the game show challenge. And if that's not enough, we've got Kevin Cook coming on talking about his professional wrestling career. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. So hopefully you're ready. I'm ready. Uncle Hosk, please. I'm always ready. ready. That's right. Hardcore girl, go ahead and hit hit that high spot segment for us. That song always, always, always gets me pumped up. But I'm gonna go ahead and start it off. If you watched Monday Night Raw last night, you know that Retribution debuted with brand new masks. It seems like every week we're learning more and more and more about them. And you could definitely tell, I don't know if you watched it, but at least two of the people are very, very recognizable. And that is Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, What did you think about the whole, uh, about Retribution, because I know that uh, you watch wrestling a lot, Jeremy, so what do you think about uh, Retribution?
4: You know, this is the thing. I feel that Retribution has a chance to be something really, I don't even know, I wouldn't say revolutionary, but just really some exciting shock value, because if you go back a few weeks when they first debuted... Things were happening on Raw and SmackDown, and nobody knew what was going on. Then it cuts back Mm -hmm. to the security footage of them throwing Molotov cocktails at the Transformer and electrical boxes. And for the next few weeks, people have been wondering. You know, they've been causing all kinds of issues. They've been feuding with, they've been attacking wrestlers. They've been damaging equipment. They have been destroying the ring, attacking announcers. They've been doing everything, basically. And I think what happened at some point, and this is where the issue I have with Retribution comes in, I Mm -hmm. feel like at some point the original people they had in mind as the Retribution members changed. So now, they had to shift and come up with a bunch of new wrestlers to fill in the spots. Because some weeks, You'll see they have you know over ten members of Retribution at once. You know when they jumped Biggie and John Morrison on SmackDown. Then last night you just had five of them uh, in the ring, five or six pulling you know that promo when they're all wearing the masks. And um, what do you think on that? I mean, I just feel like it's something that could really be better than what it is at the moment.
3: I think that what WWE was trying to do was I think that the people that you saw last night in the ring, the five or six people, those are going to be the main members of Retribution. And they've always been the main members of Retribution. What the WWE has been doing is is when Retribution was coming out, they would, would bring out different people so that nobody would really know exactly who's in retribution, so that, you know, it it, it wouldn't spoil it for uh, anybody. But I believe that the the five or six people that you see last night are the members of retribution. If I'm not mistaken, it is Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez, Donovan Dobracek, uh... Um Shane Thorne and uh Dio Madison. Dio Madden? I believe those, yes. And I believe <laughs> that it's going to be announced that the the leader of Retribution is the one and only Adam Pierce.
4: Now that would be uh quite the interesting Play because over the past few weeks You know you didn't really see Adam Pierce On television In a prominent role up until the Emergence of Retribution, of
3: retribution. Exactly
4: So I think that would be a great play for them Exactly
3: Alright well ladies and gentlemen We do have A uh, uh, caller So what we're going to go ahead and do Is we're going to go ahead and bring on This uh, caller I I understand that we have music for this caller uh, in a Club House. If you can play the uh, music for us. Oh.
5: Nightmare, how is how good is that music?
3: Oh, uh, it, it's 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 absolutely amazing. It's probably better than any of the other intros that we've had for you know special guests. And you know, always the best for the one and only Drake Lee. I mean, geez, jo- Joe, I'm just glad for one, we I can talk
5: to somebody on the Russell Talk Podcast that's not Renee, that's not so darn biased. I just. You're a wealth of knowledge, Joe. You are a wealth of knowledge. I got one thing to say, real quick, just real, real quick. Jeremy, how is your yeah. how's your how's your debut on Russell Talk going?
4: Oh, as a debut as a host, it's going pretty good so far. I mean, it's weird being in this position because uh, been a guest before, but this is a whole different ball game. How are you
1: doing, Drake? Yeah.
5: Well, you know that's why I wanted to talk to you, Jeremy. You know, I know last week people were saying that, you know, or whenever Renee and I were doing. I mean, they were, it, this was the co-host team of the year. People were saying this was that was the best wrestling podcast in the country. We drew the most ratings. So don't don't get scared that you're competing kind of with Drake Lee and how you're gonna demand the uh, audience's respect. So don't worry if you don't beat me. Not a lot of people do, but you know I really do look forward to hearing what you have to say. I hope. You have more sense than Renee, like I said before with Joe, but just don't be scared. I know that Drake Lee intimidates people with his success in entertainment, especially with the ratings and, and the money that people pay me, but it's okay. You're going to do okay.
4: Well, I appreciate that, and I feel like you are on the top of that mountain. So competing against you and especially beating you wasn't something that really came across my mind preparing for this. What?
5: Now I'm taking that it really example, never came across Jeff. my
4: mind that Jerry. I had to not only compete with you but to beat you in the rating. Joe, do you <laughs>
5: hear this? Do you do you really hear this? He did, Drake <laughs> Lee didn't cross his mind before he went on the show.
3: <laughs> do you understand?
4: Yeah. You yeah. yeah. Uh, J- Jeremy It's all well, about the interpretation here. Now, wait a minute.
5: I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm just I was being friendly. I I was just calling out the uh, the proverbial elephant in the room. I'm right. driving back actually to my estate now, so if you hear some some cars, that's because I'm literally driving back into my estate now, and we're getting to my private road here in a second. But I was just being nice because I figured, you know, I wanted to call out the elephant in the room. You know, a lot of people were talking today. Is Jeremy gonna beat? Is Jeremy gonna beat Drake Lee? And I just wanted to throw it out there right away. If, if it's okay, but it, but you're gonna come out there and insult me, as much as I've been insulted ever, by saying you weren't thinking about that. I mean, that it's almost like you were just waving me off like I was a nobody.
4: You a nobody? Not at all. You are a big that, time somebody. After all, I've interviewed you multiple times before. So, I mean, who am okay. I to ignore you? That.
5: You know what, Jeremy? I'm glad we're all on the same page now. I just of course a, I just have a quick question before I let you guys no, go. James, I mean this I is a guys, this is a big de- this is a big deal. I mean Jeremy's on with Joe. This is a nice show. Even it's got even better now that I'm on. Thank, you know, you're welcome. What a great way to kick you guys off by having Drake on. I mean that's just phenomenal. And uh, no charge. I'm doing this as a favor because Renee's not on oh. the air. And I just want to leave you with this. Saturday. Okay, Saturday. Even though Jeremy just got me very frustrated with the way he delivered his response to me. I'm not taking it personally. I am not more pissed off with this than I am pissed off with this Magnifico guy that I'm taking on Saturday at Mount Vernon, Joe. I'm just telling you, I'm dirty working his ass all over that ring.
3: Who are you facing?
5: I'm facing Magnifico in Mount Vernon Saturday, Joe. It's been all over. It's been all over the news. You haven't seen that? That's horrible.
4: you got I'm this, Drake. I'm telling you, I've been
5: all over posters. I've been all over everything. And guess what? Do you guys want to hear this? This is why I'm so frustrated, okay? I'm Drake Lee, okay? Like, a big deal, okay? And they're going to put the wrong name on the poster? They're going to call me Derek? Who the hell is Derek? They didn't. I swear to God. Swear to God. State law. And what they did is they called me Derek, they insulted me, and I think Magnifico had something to do with it. I really do. So you know what? It's going to be my absolute pleasure Saturday, even though i got to try to keep it together because I am a, a public figure, if you will. I think I'm just going to dirty work his ass all over that ring in Mount Vernon Saturday. What do you guys think?
4: You know, I think what you should do is take my inadvertent – uh, comments that had pissed you off, you take them and you, you use it to motivate yourself even more to take it to magnifico.
5: Jer- Jeremy, you're right, you're right. But to be honest here, I don't need motivation. I have talent. But I really appreciate sure. what you're saying. But I, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it at this. I just want your guys' predictions right now. Who is winning Saturday?
3: Lee. Obviously, it's going to be Drake Lee. I mean, obviously, that, Drake Lee is, is is going to win. Now, if you asked me if you were facing the snitch he was going to win, I would have to say he was the greatest wrestler ever and that would be the snitch because we all know that I'm a snitch man. Um, uh, Jill, I have a question. Do you, <laughs> oh, do you,
5: do you like... To just take the dreams, the motivation, the thoughts of an individual, and you just like to step on them and drag them through the mud. Is that what you're doing to me, Joe? That wasn't
3: for me. That was when I got a message, and and they told me to say oh, this. Want to... And for some reason, at the end of that that message, it had the initials K and N and K and O. So
5: obviously that was from the night out. I'm just gonna do. I'm just listening. I didn't. I didn't no, that. I, no, no, Listen, listen. I get it. I get it. Okay, but I think right now what's best because I'm so infuriated <laughs> by these comments, Joe. I think I'm just gonna take a sabbatical. I just walk. I'm walking in through my gate now, actually, and I'm seeing. We just got a bunch of landscaping done, so I have a bunch of nice new bushes and things. And they did a lot of good work. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to enjoy my millions of dollars and my million house on hundred thousand acres – or uh, sorry, ten thousand acres. And I'm going to look over the bluffs, and I'm going to hang up this phone. And do you know what I'm going to think about? While I look over the bluffs into the river, in my kingdom. Do you want to know what I think about? Ask me. What am I going to think about? Come on. What are you going to think about? about? I'm going to think about how Joe just infuriated me so much and how I'm just going to beat Magnifico even worse now. So you guys have a great show, and I'm glad I could get you guys started on the highest note possible. You're welcome. It was a gift for me. Like I said, we aren't going to send you a bill just because I didn't have to hear Renee on the air today. So great work,
3: guys.
4: We answer, please, and thank you, Drake.
3: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The great Drake Lee So we talked about retribution So what did you want to Talk about Jeremy
4: Well I want to ask You this Joe Do you remember AEW All Out uh, A couple weeks ago And had The Matt Hardy Versus Sammy Guevara match
3: Yes Absolutely
4: Okay so Matt Hardy, for those that don't know, Matt Hardy took a very dangerous spot facing off against Sammy Guevara and hit his head on the concrete floor. The match was temporarily suspended, but it was eventually allowed to continue, and there's been a lot of controversy about it. Well, Matt Hardy has come out with a statement saying that he's doing a lot better, he's going to be okay, but... There is no word on when he's going to be able to come back to in-ring competition. But I wanted to ask you, when that spot happened, do you think they should have stopped the match entirely, or should it have gone on as plain, as it did?
3: Here's my thing. As a professional wrestling referee, the one thing that we are taught is that if something goes wrong in the ring, you do what you have to do for the safety of the wrestlers. So as a referee, if I was refereeing that match, as soon as Matt Hardy was not unconscious and was not capable of, you know, continuing, I would have absolutely 100% stopped the match because by allowing the match to continue, they could have injured him even further, especially with the final spot, because obviously, you know, he he had hit his head, and he had a con- uh, concussion, and, you know, he, he could barely walk, and they still did the spot, but he climbed up that scaffold thing. What would have happened if he would have blacked out again, and he would have fallen off of, of the scaffold? He could have died. I mean, so, you know, but at the same time... I'm sure that the management was probably in the ear of the referee telling her to continue with the match. So, you know, I would have stopped the, the match,
4: and that's just me. Uh, you know, and I actually um, I actually agree with it. But it, and it's hard because uh, the way I see it, I would have stopped the match for the safety of Matt Hardy. You know, I know he's a seasoned veteran of the business, and he's taken a, a lot of dangerous spots in his career. I'm using Ladder's break because of him. But, there and there comes a point, especially at this point in his career, where you have limits on what you can do. And, to me, I don't care who you are. You take a suplex to where your head lands on a concrete floor, and you're not unconscious, yeah, that's where the end of the match is, because nobody would pre-plan that type of a spot. And, you know, we're not bashing Sammy Guevara for it. We're not bashing Matt Hardy. We're just putting into perspective on a night that was already full of, I mean, all out, while I enjoyed most of it, it did get mixed to negative reviews from a lot of people. And I personally felt that the match should have been stopped, like, for good. Because even afterward, Matt Hardy said, you know, his feud with Guevara is over, and now he's, uh, when he's cleared to return to the ring, he's going to buy for his first-ever AEW World Championship. So, and Tony Khan has come out and said, you know, the doctors they have there, they've withheld performers from wrestling because of either illness or medical conditions or injuries. So, yeah, I don't know what their, their process was, but personally for me, I would have stopped the match and mm-hmm. kept it that way. So now, Joe, I have to say um, we have to, we have some calls on the line we have to get to because it is a popular show tonight, just like every night.
3: Absolutely. You you know what? You are absolutely right. The 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 lines are definitely, definitely, definitely lighting lighting up tonight. And you know, we have somebody that's that's here that's gonna be talking about a great event this Saturday in Leavenworth, Kansas. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome on to the show, Rocco from Gladius Arena Wrestling to the Restor Talk podcast with Joe and nice money, right? and Jim. How's it going?
1: I'm sorry. sorry, guys. I got a billion things going on at once here.
3: oh, no, you're you, okay, guys? buddy.
1: Great to have you on. How you doing today? Oh, just uh, all every day, all day, a hundred one things right now.
4: So that, cool. uh, that's just my that's life. Just like that. I, 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 I wait. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's
1: never one thing at a time. It's always ten or eleven. So it's not one thing; it's something
3: else, <laughs> right? So, so why don't you tell us about this uh, event that you've you got coming up this Saturday in Leavenworth, Kansas, with uh, Gladius Arena Wrestling?
1: Uh, yeah, well, um, out at uh, out in Leavenworth, of course, Prison City. Uh, we have a venue at the J.C. or sorry, J.W. Cranzer's um, venue, and yeah, it's Gladius Arena. This is, um, I mean, this is this is a really top quality show. We've been working on this show for somewhere around four and a half years, trying to build every aspect of the show from the graphics to custom ring aprons to um, a very unique story, uh, like not, I wouldn't say story, uh, a premise, a theme of eight trophies. There's eight trophies out in the world of wrestling right now. Um, If you were to pick up one of these trophies, that's your ticket into a tournament for our Senators' Championship. Interesting. I think that's right. You pick up a trophy and you defend it clear up until the Reclamation Day. And when we we want to reclaim these trophies, you come in, and that's tournament day, and there's eight of them. So that's an eight-man tournament to see who the first ever Gladius Arena Senators' champion is going to be, and I think Senators' champions actually uh, um, a unique championship name. I don't think there's another Senators' championship anywhere else in wrestling. Well, how about that? that you always have to love
4: something that distinguishes you from every other promotion,
1: right? Right, and it's not something crazy and off the wall like an FTW championship.
4: <laughs> right, I agree wholeheartedly with that.
1: Man. But uh, yeah, I mean, Hello. we have uh, a, a stellar card coming, so it's going to be good. Um, Derek Stone's going to be there. Uh, he's he's the Caesar. What he says goes in the arena. So um, be ready for some curveballs in that direction. Uh, we have um, Kyle King's going to be on the card.
0: Nice.
1: And Kyle King is. He's one of my personal favorites. Uh, uh, he's actually one of my favorites to do really well in the tournament. So we'll mm-hmm. see how he does uh, uh, at the show on Saturday.
3: Yeah, I, I've heard a lot about Cal King King my, myself. You know, it sounds like like it's going to be a amazing amazing show that you know people aren't going to want to miss it and. Sadly, you know, I'm here in West Virginia, so, you know, I I won't be able to be there. But maybe one day, maybe one day I can go to a Gladius, uh, uh, of Reno Wrestling Um, Show. I would definitely, definitely love to.
1: Well, you know, know, being there is one thing. You know, we offer a live stream, and it's a live stream. A lot of companies run a live stream, right? But our live stream is going to be different. We have... Um, a host, Brandon, Brandon, the franchise buck. He's uh, the face of Gladys Serena, the voice of Gladys Serena. Brandon nice. is going to give us some back uh, stage information. He's going to be backstage. He's going to be talking to wrestlers before they even walk out to their match. So he he may he might even follow a wrestler out and give you a live stream from ringside, action cam, and, you know, just like he's a CNN reporter. Um uh, you might get a, a little glimpse of what happens before a wrestling show and uh, you know what what the guys do before the fans even get to the building. So I would stay tuned to the page because there's going
4: to be things coming up all day
1: long.
0: Nice.
4: Yeah, and I mean, that's a live stream. I'd definitely uh, be very interested in checking out. I mean, I know Joe is uh, quite far east um, in the country. As for me, I'm out in the St. Louis area, so not as far, but huh. still. It's a, it's a it's good right, enough travel, of, uh, but that for before. live streams,
1: right? Right. Live streams reach the entire world, which is uh, another thing that's important with Gladius. Uh, we have, uh, prior to me becoming a professional wrestler, I created some friends um, in different areas. So we have people watching from coast to coast, and then we also have people watching in two other countries. So we're,
4: li- we're going to be live in three continents and three countries. Uh, Now, see, that's what you say when you have to promote it. You have to say the three continents and how many countries. You don't even have to mention. Heck, you don't even have to mention the country. Just mention how many continents, and that will tune them in, definitely.
1: (laughs) Right. You know, uh, how many many companies can say that, especially from Kansas? Uh, How many of them can say they have an international audience? Now, we're not super popular because we haven't even had a show yet. But the the fact that we're starting with that kind of audience is, is really promising for me.
4: Well, see, that's all the more impressive. I mean, you guys haven't had a show yet, and yet you're already, you know, on being, you know, checked out by three continents. That in of itself is, you know, a very self-sustained and self-sufficient way of promoting yourself, you know. Yeah. And especially with everything going on, you guys have adapted to – connect to the audience and you know I commend you guys a lot for that
1: it's been a struggle trying to figure out like we had a show scheduled for May the 30th and it was going to be a, a ringer of a show and uh, COVID hit us like a ton of bricks and we just put a screeching halt to a whole lot of things that was going on in Gladius mm-hmm. so that was disappointing but you know right. everything I else is running real smooth. Everything else is running real smooth uh, up to this point, so uh, I, I can't complain. Uh, I, well, I can't complain. There is one thing about Gladius <laughs> right now that's that's uh, kind of eating my ass right now. Like, can I
6: say that Eating my
1: ass? Yes, you can. Look, I, I, look. This idea,
3: Say what you want
1: to. <laughs> Go for it. So. Here's the deal. So I came into Gladius, uh, you know, uh, w- we built this company, and I, I told myself I wasn't going to control the booking because I'm not going to be one of those guys that books myself to be a- in matches I shouldn't be in, right? So right. the deal was I-, I-, I handed over the booking to somebody else. Well, I-, I also entered my name into the competitor's hat for for Gladius uh, with my brother, the Marksman. I think you all know who the Marksman is in Kansas City. The uh, problem is, now I'm facing the marksman. And that's just not going to be fun. All right. <laughs> so, he, he's, a, he's a rough guy. And I already got a sore shoulder. And that that's, like, legit. Like, I hurt my shoulder over, uh, over a week ago. And I'm just now getting it back. So, I, I'm not going to be in the best of ring shape. Although, I'm busting it twice as hard this week to try to catch up. But... Right. Marshall, he never stops working.
3: That is it's true. We have had him on our podcast. That is definitely true. Man, you know, it sounds like Gladys, uh Arena Wrestling has the who's who of professional wrestling. And if you're not going to be there and you definitely don't want to miss it, but like you said, if you can't be there, definitely tune into the page because it's, they're going to be doing live feeds and stuff. So It's going to be absolutely amazing. I know I'll be tuning in. I'm sure is going to be tuning in.
1: I'm sure that the night is going to be tuning in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fantastic! You know, I would I would stay tuned because there's going to be some surprises. There's going to be things you've never seen anywhere else before at the Gladius Arena. This is uh, it, it's going to be different. So definitely Absolutely. keep your eyes on. that. Yeah. We look forward to
4: it, mm-hmm. definitely, Rocco. Okay.
3: So, before we let you go, can you tell the fans, you know, how they can get tickets to the uh, show?
1: Absolutely. So you can go to Gladius Arena uh, Facebook page. You could you could message us there, um, and we can make. Uh, a, and what we can do is, if you send the money. To uh, and and your order for how many tickets you want to our PayPal at gladiusarena talent at gmail.com. We will send you a digital personalized ticket that has your name and barcode on it. So everybody knows it's you. Nobody can steal your ticket. Nice. So you can go to the Gladius Arena page. You let us know what our order is and we can guide you through the process from there.
4: Very, very nice. I mean that's that's efficient. There you
1: go. Right. We create right. our own tickets. I mean, why outsource? I mean, that's that's one of the things that's going to you know set us apart from other companies. We don't outsource for hardly anything. So you know whatever you see from us came from us. Mm-hmm. From our merch to our graphics wow. to the theme to the to the wrestlers. But I for one can't
3: wait. To a uh, uh, watch, is there anything else that you want the fans to know before we, we let you go, sir?
1: Yeah, one more thing to keep in mind the Romans are
3: coming. Oh, the Romans are coming. Wow. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Rocco from Gladius Arena Wrestling. Man, that sounds like an awesome show, doesn't it, Jeremy?
4: I think it does. And like I said, I love how they have made the most of what's been unfortunately going on in the world. You know, a lot of promotions and a lot of places have suffered because of it. But Gladys Arena Wrestling has been able to manage it very well. And, you know, for that, I'm I'm very happy for you guys. Like, you know, you have a great tournament by the sound of it and best to you. Absolutely. Absolutely
3: Alright well ladies and gentlemen We actually have another caller And from what I've been told Ladies and gentlemen This is, is the Snitches' Number one fan uh, Hardcore Hots If you can play the music for us
7: I'm too sexy for my love Too sexy for my love Love's <laughs> going to leave Oh um, uh-uh.
6: Hey Joe, hey, what's going on? Hope, hope, hope everybody, hope Joe, Jeremy, hope everybody's doing well, staying safe, you know, staying that social distancing away from people. But so I'm sitting, I'm sitting on my couch watching TV, you know, cooking some dinner, and my phone starts blowing up about something that's happening on Russell Talk, and it does happen to be the uh, 314th episode, which represents the St. Louis area here. So what is going on? with Dynamo and
0: Drake
4: Lee. Well, Drake Lee, uh, <laughs> uh, interesting you bring him up. He was on earlier in the show, and <laughs> gotta love the guy, but he's facing Magnifico this Saturday, and apparently the promotional poster called him Derek Lee, which... I mean, you of all people know Drake, so you know he took that so well. Um, oh, yeah, and I bet you, I bet I, I bet you he did. So, okay. And he's just talking about his uh, his lovely estate and how well the ratings were on the previous appearances with you know with on the on the Wrestle Talk podcast, but. Overall it's the same old lovely Drake Lee we all know and love. So I understand he
6: insulted just about everybody on the show.
3: Say that one more time.
6: He he, he, he uh he he, he insulted he, he apparently he insulted everyone on the show.
4: I tried to forget that part, but yes he did. It had to be reminded well, to me, but yes he did.
6: Well, okay. I'm gonna issue an apology on behalf of Dynamo Pro Management that uh that um yeah, we don't we don't go for that. So if uh if you intern to me can send me a tape of that, I might have to have this reviewed by Dynamo Pro Management at at the end of the uh at the end of this uh show because we we just don't we don't appreciate our talent going on and and uh rating our, our favorite podcast hosts, but Anyway, but what's going on with you guys? Anything new and wild and exciting?
4: Well, you know, I'll tell you this much: um, I was watching Monday Night Raw last night, and a segment I'm, came up. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'll tell you this, and I want, and Joe, you and Chris, I want you both in on this one because this is another high spot question, and. It's it's kind of I don't know, it's kinda of bothersome to me, especially for a fan of fifteen plus years. Okay. So you have the Monday night messiah, Seth Rollins, cutting a promo mm-hmm. regarding the whole Mysterio family. Yes. And during this promo, he has a DNA test. Now, when's the last time we had a Mysterio family DNA test storyline?
6: For, for it, Chris. I don't remember exactly the year I want to say it was 2006 but you know years kind of go are kind of running into each other but it was on Smackdown it was Eddie and, and Ray for the custody of Dominic right?
4: Bingo!
3: Yes, you it got it by.
4: Chris! Great job!
3: <laughs> it ended up with and a last
4: match at SummerSlam. I bring it that up, was, and it was, yes, was, they did the Custody was, of Dominic Ladder match, which I think is one of the best wrestling memes they have out there these days. And I bring this up mm-hmm. because, you know, like I said, Seth Rollins had the DNA test, but because WWE is so innovative and loves creating brand new things, now, it's not about Dominic. It's about Dominic's sister that she may be Murphy's kid because she just happened to check on Buddy Murphy after the steel cage match last week on raw. And I looked at the TV and I was so close to just turning the whole thing off because at that point I'm like, I'm thinking they're really rehashing this, aren't they? Like they're really old, doing okay. that. Okay. I, I have a question. How old is Murphy? Um, not old enough to be her father. I don't think. Okay. Um,
6: Isn't she like? Isn't she nineteen or twenty-one or nineteen? She's about nineteen years old.
4: Okay. And Hmm. Buddy Murphy Hmm. is about. Let's see. He is thirty-one years old. So. And maybe I'm wrong on the part that at least. That she would be Buddy Murphy's daughter, but at the same time, just having. Just having this DLA test storyline again. Involved, first off, I don't like it in the no, first no. place. But the fact that it's with the Mysterio family really again think, just drives me nuts.
3: I don't really think that they're doing a, a DNA storyline. I think that what they're, they're doing is a romantic storyline between Rey Mysterio's daughter and Buddy Murphy. Because she checked on him. And then, you know, with the altercation that they had it's not a Monday night watch, so it's not they're not saying that Buddy Murphy is her father, but they're saying is that that there's some sort of a interest between Buddy Murphy and Ray
4: Mysterio's daughter.
3: That's what bring the know. DNA test
4: in. That's my question. I feel like that whole I feel like if she has an interest in Buddy Murphy, which a 31-year-old and a 19-year-old. I mean, we're we're going to look past that for a second, um, even though we shouldn't. But you don't need a DNA test I'm, for that. You just need to say, hey, look at that. She was checking on Murphy. What What's up with this? You got a little fling going on around here that uh, they all don't know about? And then Ray would freak out and Dominic would look at it. And it's like, no. And it's not even as if she gave him a big hug and gave him medical attention. She literally just took two seconds, leaned down and looked at him, and then walked into the cage to check on Dominic. Now, maybe I don't watch enough soap operas to understand the romance type things, but I don't think this is what – I don't see the point in this. Like, I really don't. It's just weird to me. That's, and it, But it's kind of irritating, yeah, too. Yeah,
6: I don't either. Don't, it's
4: just – I don't know. Ron was kind of a, Ron was kind of a boring episode
6: to me anyway. So, I mean, you're not wrong. That. So, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, but yeah, it could be a little creepy with a 31 year old with a 19 uh, year old. I'm just, just saying. Thank just, you. Just,
4: exactly.
6: Okay. So, all right, but boys, I just want to stop in and, uh, if, if, uh, intern Timmy could send me that, uh, that tape of the Drake Lee interview, I would like to review that with the uh, members of the... Uh, we'll have them get team. right on that,
4: Chris, definitely, because I know, because me, who has a great relationship with Dynamo Pro and all the guys in it, um, even Drake Lee, um, I know I don't hold it against you guys, but, yeah, we're going to make sure you in the management definitely have a listen on that tape. Yeah, de- definitely send it to me, because um, Luke's kind of a... Uh, been quiet so
6: i've been kind of helping out a little bit but yeah we, we can't have uh our talent even even if they're promoting like working other places you know we just we just can't have that so and me and drake have a pretty good relationship but i just think we need to we probably need to discuss this he might need to uh go into a little bit of a anger management class or something so but, no, you guys
4: – I hope you guys have a great – Oh, and also, actually, we're going to have uh, Haas send it to you because Timmy doesn't even work here. I just realized that. Maybe he got insulted by Drake Lee, too, and just decided not to not to work here. So, I
6: Haas, I he thought, uh, get I on that. Inter, I thought, I thought Timmy was the guy that we blamed on everything. I mean,
3: uh, relied on everything for. A couple of weeks ago, we made a transition, and Intro Timmy was fired. And the Rest of Talk Podcast has its own so it has its own uh, media director, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Hardcore Hoss. That's right. Okay. So no more interim well, Timmy.
6: Well, well, forget about interim Timmy then. I mean. Anyway, he was useless anyway. He never got anything right, so.
4: That's funny. Right. Yeah, I didn't like him anyway, was, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no wonder
6: you so guys right. firing him. He was just like, he was terrible. I mean, exactly. So, all right, gentlemen. Well, you guys have a good rest of the show, right. and I'm gonna go. I will review that tape, and if anything comes out, we will post it on the uh, Dynamo Pro Twitter page or my Twitter page or one of the two. So.
4: All right. All peace right. and love, Chris. You good. take care, buddy. All right, brother. You guys.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was John McPherson. I love him. Chris He's such a great guy. Right? But well, let's go ahead and continue. we got 13 minutes before we go to the first break, and man, do I have something I wanted to talk about. You know, every year, Joey Janella, my favorite wrestler, Renee doesn't like the guy, but I love me some Joey Janella. But every year he has Joey Janela's spring break. And do you know who he's wrestling this year at Joey Janela's spring break? Do you know who Joey Janela is wrestling this year? He is wrestling the one and only Ricky Morton. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Ricky Morton is still kicking. He's still wrestling. That man puts on one heck of a show. I have had the pleasure of being in the ring with Ricky Morton, I've had the pleasure of sharing a locker room with Ricky Morton. He is one of the most amazing guys you're ever going to meet. And so if you get the opportunity, Joey Janela's Spring Break 4, you're going to see Joey Janela against Ricky Morton. What do you think about that, Jeremy? Jeremy?
4: I'm going to tell you this. So, you see Ricky Morton a lot, and it's great that he's still, you know, active in the wrestling business. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting match because, I mean, the only times you've really seen Ricky Morton on the big-time television scene is when he is on AEW Dynamite. But for Ricky Morton to be facing Joey Janela, I think that would be a very interesting match because... I mean, he can still go. Joey Janela is such a talented wrestler as well. I think they can feed off each other perfectly. So, I I still think it's interesting that that's his opponent. But overall, Hmm? I think it'll be a very interesting match. See, because that's one of those matches that has the audience say, you know, I really want to check that out. Because I'm curious as to how well Ricky Morton will do and how well see how, if Joey Genoa can top off this legend, you know? So, yeah. I'm excited to, for that. Oh,
3: yeah. But, oh, uh, really,
4: it, you it, it, know, there's one, you know, that you bring up that piece, there's one other high spot piece that I kind of want to bring up, if I may do so. Okay. And it is about the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament Bracket that is currently going on. And it was brought to my attention, and I checked out some of it. And they can and they post the bracket online at ringofhonor.com. But right now they have two levels. They got the upper brackets and the lower brackets. Um, mm-hmm. So far in the upper brackets, they've had two blocks. And Jay Lethal defeated Dalton Castle. And David Finley defeated Rocky Romero. In Block B, Jonathan Gresham defeated Wheeler Yuta, And Matt Seidel defeated Delirious. And I've heard a lot of praise about that match. I mean, and you know, Mm -hmm. as well as I do, Matt Seidel and Delirious go way back. Back to 2000, actually. So that's over 20 years right there. Um, Yes. And... Now, starting in a few days, I believe starting this weekend, actually, and going into October, the lower brackets will feature Silas Young versus Fred Yee and Tracy Williams versus Russ Taylor, as well as Josh Woods versus Kenny King and PJ Black versus Tony Deppen. So nice. I think, for, honestly, I, it's nice getting back into seeing Ring of Honor wrestling. And I think this pure uh pure tournament bracket is a great way for fans to get back invested because with AEW starting last year, they've and impact reviving itself. Ring of Honor's kind of taking a back seat. Um, would you agree?
3: I I definitely would. With uh the whole coronavirus, uh Ring of Honor has definitely taken A backseat right now, and you know it's it's kind of a shame, but at the same time, it's you know they're they are working their way back up. Uh, I've always been a fan of Ring of Honor, so I'm definitely interested in you know this 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 whole tournament though. One hundred percent.
4: Same here. So, absolutely.
3: Yeah, you know, there's there's so much more that we could talk about, I mean, in professional wrestling. And I guess that the one thing I wanted to talk about is you seem to be a big AEW fan. And what do you think that sets AEW apart from the WWE? Like, what do you think, you know, draws fans to AEW opposed to the WWE. I know that that is a tough question.
4: I think the biggest, and I'm glad you asked it. I think personally, you know, I watch both WWE and AEW. Um, I think the biggest difference. I think the thing that sets AEW apart from WWE, and it's a big one. It's a big difference, is the tag team wrestling. AEW has invested heavily in their tag team division and some of the best tag teams in the world, some of the best tag team matches that fans have seen in a long time have taken place on AEW events, whether it be on Dynamite or at a pay-per-view event. Um, You know, Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page, um, the Young Bucks, the Butcher and Blade. Even groups like the Dark Order have really shined in AEW. Whereas if you look at WWE, you've noticed lately they've really broken up a lot of tag teams, or they just don't get a whole lot of attention as they should. You'll have eight-man tag team matches on AEW. Meanwhile, the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders are competing in track and field events. So, yeah. I mean, that's to me the biggest difference. And that's the one reason I tune into AEW every week, is for the tag team wrestling, because I think it's just phenomenal.
3: Yeah, the uh, w, uh, AEW definitely has a lock on the uh, tag team wrestling. Um, I wish that the WWE had a better tag team division, but they just don't. I mean, it's just I mean, the major tag teams that you have in the WWE right now are The New Day, uh, Otis, and uh, uh, Tucker, um, Cesaro, and uh, Nakamura,
4: Shinsuke Nakamura. yeah and
3: Morrison, the uh, Street Profits, the War Raiders, and uh, Andrade and uh, his tag team partners. So yeah, they... There's just there's just not very many tag teams in the WWE, and you know I'm a big tag team wrestler. Like I remember back in in the days when when you had the British Bulldogs, you had uh, the uh, the Powers of Pain, you had, you had Demolition, you know you had all these these tag teams, and it's just it seems like the WWE is more focused on singles wrestling. Then it is the tag team division. I agree. Absolutely. Well, Joe, I don't know
4: about you, but I think we are getting close to one of your favorite parts of the entire Russell Talk podcast. Would you agree? Yes.
3: We are. We are just about ready to go to the uh, uh, break, and when we come back from break. There's gonna be the FWWC segment, but you know what? I'm gonna allow you to take the ropes on this one, and I want you to send us two breaks while promoting your Interstate 70 Sports Media. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't tuned into this this Interstate 70 Sports Media, you definitely need to. It's it's everything you ever wanted to know about football. I mean about football, basketball, you know sports sports, you know even talking about the team that doesn't have a name, the Washington football team, Jeremy, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, about that uh about the interstate seventy sports media before we go? It sounds like
4: a great plan to me, so the interstate seventy sports media at first. It was just a podcast. That was my original plan, you know, just get back into the game. But then something more became of it. And, you know, it grew from literally, you know, the ground up. I haven't paid for any, ad, like, aside from sponsoring the WrestleTalk podcast, which I think is a tremendous honor of mine, I have not spent anything on advertising. I don't do massive, you know, promotions and stuff like that. I just go by old school word of mouth and I've gotten, you know, and it's like I said, it's a grassroots thing that I started from the ground up, but I've had such tremendous help along the way from talented people in the field of journalism, communication, and we all share the passion of sports and we cover everything from St. Louis Kansas City and everything in between, the whole state of Missouri and sometimes we branch out and I think what I love about talking when it comes to talking about wrestling is and you know this as well as anybody, you know, Renee if you were here would vouch for it, there is so many smaller independent promotions that aren't able to find that reach and I look at Interstate 70 Sports Media as a hub to where we can get all these promotions, the exposure that they strive for, in addition to, you know, covering football and baseball, you know, basketball, hockey, the works. And the team is small, but the dreams are big. And we are the site that never sleeps. You can find us on interstate70sportsmedia.com, or actually, I believe it's .org, Um, We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're just growing every day. It's taken a lot of work, a lot of time, and a lot of effort, but I'm just happy to have so much support from you and Renee, from the guys at Dynamo Pro, and from people all over the country, probably some on other continents, but it, it just means a lot to me, so... We've had a wonderful first hour here on the Russell Talk podcast. For those of you that have listened through this whole first hour, I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoy it even more because we have so much more coming up on the second hour because we have the FWWC segment as well as an exclusive interview with Kevin Cook. So please stay tuned Mm -hmm. for the second hour of the Russell Talk podcast sponsored by Interstate 70 Sports Media. That's
3: right, hardcore house. Go ahead and bring us, take us to break. We'll be back in three minutes and three seconds. Take it away, hardcore house. Uh, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh.
8: yeah, man. Uh, uh-huh, uh. Uh-huh. Natural, no need liner Fuck the hair, throw the shit up in a head. I'm wearing OT and some comfy jeans. Fucking sports, some old sneaks too. Not many errands, but instead I guess I'll just push them off later. Worry about.
6: Right, what up? Night out, Nightmare Jones. What up, WrestleTalk Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the four four. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, because we got some more. Every Wednesday we're here, keeping it raw. Night out, Nightmare Jones, and all the best jets Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. wrestletalkspodcast.com Smashing and killing it like the night at the prom. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back.
3: It is time for the FWWC. Segment ladies and gentlemen The phone lines are blowing up Everybody wants to come on And talk to Nightmare Jones About the FWWC Oh my goodness What? Can we talk about this now? Some of you that are going to be listening May be wondering what the heck is the FWWC? What the heck am I listening to? Well Allow Nightmare Jones to thrill you, fulfill you, and explain to you exactly what the FWWC segment is. See, the FWWC segment is fantasy wrestling. You've got fantasy basketball, baseball, soccer, football, hockey, NASCAR. You have fantasy everything, but now you got fantasy professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. We cut promos. We have matches. We do picks. You can bring yourself a championship belt. It's a lot of fun, ladies and gentlemen. It is is a lot of fun. If you want more information, just go to www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. Click on the FWWC tab and get yourself started in to the FWWC. And you will be able to interact with people such as the guest that we have coming on right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only, the man that comes in through portals, El Diablo. What's going on, sir?
2: Well,
0: remake. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Thank you, Brother Hoss. I almost thought I was going to have to yell at you like Timmy, but like my brother you are, you pull through with music. Now, Mr. Nightmare Jones, Yes. is there anything you have to ask me?
3: Is there anything? um, Well, I, I am getting a message, and the viewer wants to know, have you brushed your teeth today yet?
2: <laughs> very, very funny.
3: I mean, well, what exactly am I supposed to say? I mean, you're El Diablo. So, you know, it's just that's what the the question was. So what do you have to, to say, sir? And El Diablo has dropped, ladies and gentlemen. I guess he got mad at that question. See, why are y'all going to ask him those kind of questions? Why would you ask him if he's brushed his teeth yet? Oh, my goodness, 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 goodness. I'm sorry, I'm sorry,
2: brother. I, hello, hello. You're back. I'm sorry. You see, when you travel through portals, you tend to lose service. In the future, in the past, it happens to the best of us. But yes, I did brush my teeth today. And would you like to know the okay. beer that I used for my teeth today?
3: Um, um, it, was the new newly, the
2: it was the newly acquired, undisputed, FWC tank. Championship title baby
3: Oh That Yeah Anyways next question (laughs) Congratulations So you all were the better team But Like my partner Jake Wyatt said Make sure that you keep those belts Nice and warm because Notorious Nightmares Are coming back for those titles
2: Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, Brother Jones, it would be one hell of a fight for you, sir, have made yourself a name around here. But I think it's time that somebody else steps up to the plate. So the real question is, who's next for the tag team champions? I sure hope it's a rematch with the Notorious Nightmares. But I also hear that there are other teams trying to sneak and slither their way around to try and get a shot at me and Jimbo Slice.
9: Who do you think
2: is
3: deserving enough to get a shot at the tag titles other than
2: yourself, hey, my
3: brother? you got so many tag teams. Like you, you, You've got the uh, Christian Lake Killers. You've got the Profits of Madness. You've got Jessica and Lucky Flowers. Uh, You've got the Hefty Boys. You've got quite a bit of people that are tag teams that are coming after those those belts, and and you've got tag teams that probably haven't even formed yet that are going to be coming after those belts after they they form. So I hope that you are ready for whichever competitors are coming your, your way, because You guys have painted a big target on you, and you're going to have a lot of people coming after those titles. You have fun with Madman Joe.
2: Well, I must say, I must say that I love painting targets on my back. And I can't wait to see who thinks they got the gut to step up to me and Jimbo Slice next.
0: I'm pretty sure
2: you're going to have to jump through some hoops. You're going to have to, you know, rub your boss's back a little bit. But hey, me and Jimbo, our familiar Zone, will be right here waiting.
3: All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the one and only L... Diablo, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's go ahead and
9: bring in the next guest we have, ladies and gentlemen. that is Infinite Brands' one and only Mr. Swag. What's going on, Swag? How you doing? The man, the myth, the
8: legend. Be long champ on Infinite, Mr. Swag. How you
9: doing there? Look, I'm calling calling you
3: for one reason. What's that? Oh. What is your number one reason for calling in tonight, Joe? I want to talk about a little something y'all been taking notice of
9: called the union on the Infinite Brand. You see, uh-huh. some people got this thing mistaken here. We are here because we don't agree with the way GM Tank Westbrook has been running our brand. Now, that being said, There's another group that's come up on the Infinite brand, the LWO. Now, last night, all of us on the union, every single one of us, took on somebody, whether it be in a team or a singles match, from the LWO. All of us beat their backsides. I'm gonna keep it clean tonight,
3: you guys. So basically. so, so, basically, what you you're saying is, last night you proved that LWO doesn't stand for Latino World Order; it stands for the Loser World Order. You took the
9: words right out of my mouth, right out of my mouth. It's exactly what's going on here. I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what they're trying to prove. I don't know what's going on there, but Loser World Order. Is hitting the nail on the
3: head. Now I understand that, that 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 you've got something coming up at a Survivor Series. What do you got coming up at Survivor Series?
9: Yeah, hold on a second here. I got. I'm actually. I'm actually en route to a uh, a signing party with uh, some of my clients. So I'm, I'm kind of driving, dealing with traffic here. What was that again? Come back one more time.
3: What I was saying was, we understand that that you have something going on at Survivor Series. What does Swag have going on at Survivor Series? You know,
9: I, I put Survivor Series on the back burner for right now. I've been dealing with this uh, with this uh, sick. The uh, whatever he goes by now, he went by. He, don't, he wears another mask. And he goes by some, some. I I don't know what name he goes by, Guillermo or whatever it is. So I I'd be honest. I put Survivor Series in the back burner. I got I got I got too much on the plate right now. Dealing with uh, dealing with dealing with sick and him him wanting to cash in his ticket and all that stuff. And just dealing with that all in general. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of focusing on one thing at a time. You see, ever since SummerSlam I've been on a roll. And the key Mm -hmm. to that role is I focus on what is the task at hand. No more looking forward. Swag is focusing on what is at hand. So we're going to keep Survivor shares on the back burner for right now, if you catch my drift.
3: Absolutely, sir. Is there anything else you want the FWWC to know before we let you go, sir? WWC itself? You know, I take a little exception. Um, There's a bunch of tag
9: team names that were brought up in there. And Mr. Swag is one half of 187 Incorporated. Mr. Swag had to dispose of, with the other union members, had to dispose of his uh, uh, tag team partner, Big T. He's no longer around. But Mr. Swag and 187 Inc. is still alive. I'm coming after them belts. Still focusing on what's the task at hand. But I find it very, very, very disrespectful that I wasn't mentioned when those tag team names were being thrown out there. Very disrespectful.
3: You guys will know so you guys should know uh, well, well enough
9: now, but if not, you'll know soon enough.
3: Well, you know, I I was the only name in tag teams ever actually relevant. But anyways, you have a good night, swag. Until next time. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. One of the best people to call in. She calls in every single week. She's got so much love for the rest of the talk podcast with Joe Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only hardcore sister, hearts, whatever you want to call her, just don't call her. And getting all loud and crazy What's going on Hardcore Seth?
10: Not too much there Nightmare not too much at all And You and I have spent many a night At a karaoke bar drinking beer And having a good time So
3: Hey you, you were there last year At my birthday For karaoke You you saw how Nightmare Jones Was, was just a little bit uh, Intoxicated That night But I was having a lot of fun
10: Oh, yeah, I still remember when you got a hold of my phone and took pictures of you picking your nose. I still got that. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been right. worse. It could have been worse. But, anyways,
3: how you been, Hardcore Push What you got for us tonight?
10: You know, it's been pretty good. Been pretty good. You know, Sunday we've got um, Clash of Champions coming up. And, of course, I have a big four way tag match. The number one contender mm-hmm. To go to Survivor Series And bring home those tag belts So Diablo know this Those belts will be coming home And what team will it be exactly. and We'll just have to find out
3: Not well, only let's that
10: You've go you
3: got the Notorious Nightmares in it You've got the Crystal Lake Killers in it You've got Profits and Madness That's only three
10: Who's the other tag team? The Wild Boys, Mr. Remy Ricks, and Savior Saints. They are also a tag team that will be in it. But that's, you know, that's okay. And then we've also got a U.S. title match coming up where the Prophets of Madness will be facing each other for the United States title. So one minute they're going to be tagging, the next minute they're going to be fighting. So, it ought to be a good but show
3: one with can only hope, One can only hope that Bishop ends the career of Madman Man Joe. I, I, I think everybody in the FWWC would be happy if Madman Joe was no longer in the FWWC, but I'm just joking. I would never want that. Never. Never.
10: Well, I hope <laughs> not, because even though, even though sometimes Madman Joe can get a little crazy on us, he's still family, so. We need to treat him as such. But, you know, we also have um, a hardcore title match, and that will see Samuel of Mayhem versus Savior Saint. That is going to be a crazy match for the hardcore title. But then one of the biggest matches that's going to happen that night You see, it seems that Team Rise has cashed in yet another mystery box that gives them another title shot. So they're going to be sending someone from their team to step in the ring against our Legends champion, Remy Ricks. And they are thinking they're going to take the Legends title home with them. Fellas, fellas, fellas. (laughs) Let's just say... I have a few tricks up my sleeve, and you folks are going to be very surprised. This match is going to be epic, and I'm the one that's going to take it there. Ah, you
3: never know. I mean, it, it could be anybody fun wise. It, it could be a returning Arden Murphy, it could be Julius Cairo, it could be Big Papa Cook, it could even be the vampire of Michelle
10: Well, you just never know. We all know the push Miss Lilith has been getting lately, but she has two titles that she doesn't elevate now. So why would she be ineligible for a third? But if that happens, it happens, but it's okay. Because whoever steps in the ring with Remy Ricks is not going to be taking that title home. Remy will be bringing that title back to Inferno. I can promise you that. And – You know, Hardcore Sis just may be looking for a very special referee. I I wonder
3: who that referee could be. I mean, it could be anybody.
10: You're right. It could be anybody. And I do mean anybody, and it doesn't necessarily have to be an Inferno brand person. (laughs) But that's all you're going to get for now All I will say is Rise Keep your eyes on the prize Because guess what (laughs) You're not taking this title And at Survivor Series Our belts are coming home Marcus Mayhem will be bringing home the Spartans title, and I have two gentlemen that will be in the Warriors Heart title that have already assured me that belt will also be coming home to Inferno. So you guys enjoy your belts while you have them. You're not going to have them wrong.
3: There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Is there anything else that you wanted us to know
10: before we
3: let you go, Hardcore
10: says? Just everybody out there, y'all have a wonderful night, and Keep your cornbread done in the middle, and bless your hearts.
3: Bless your hearts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is almost time for our special guest, the one and only Kevin Cook. So let me go ahead and bring in the man, the myth, the legend, the man that needs no introduction, the man that is helping co-host the podcast tonight, The one and only Jeremy Clark. Welcome back, my friend.
4: Hey, I'm back. What is up,
8: Joe?
3: Oh, man, it's been a great, great night, and we are just now getting started. We're not even finished yet, so ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do now is go ahead and bring in our special guest for this evening, the one and only... This gentleman has wrestled for many, many years. Uh, he took a brief hiatus from uh, wrestling. He recently came back, and uh, he formed a, a an acting with his brother, uh, Brian, uh, to become the Cook Brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Kevin Cook. How cool that means Been? how's it going? How's it going, how you Kevin? Going, how are you? Hey, can you hear me? Oh, man. Yes, sir. We doing, yeah, we can hear you perfectly. We are doing absolutely amazing. So how has the coronavirus been treating Mr. Kevin Cook? Oh, uh,
7: well, I mean, Washington, uh, I'm up here in Washington, and uh, the Pacific Northwest wrestling scene has essentially been entirely shut down. Um, the promotions that are running up here don't even have any idea on when they're going to be running again. We have no estimates on when we can resume training again. Um, it's been six months since I've been in a ring, unfortunately. And unfortunately, I also have no ETA on when it looks like we're going to be able to resume. So it's been uh, pretty unfortunate, to say the least.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's been... Uh, you yeah, know, the, the whole coronavirus is just screwed Everything up, you know. There, there are some promotions that are, uh, are coming back, uh, you know, but not not very many now. You know, you uh, you you actually ended up uh, stepping away from wrestling for a while, but but recently and uh, a couple years ago, you uh, came back into a uh, professional wrestling. What made you want to leave and then come back? Well, so
7: at the time uh, when I had, um, it was about an eight year hiatus that I actually took. So it was uh, quite a while. I had started originally wrestling when I was about 17. I wrestled for about two years, uh, a year and a half to two years at that time. Yeah, actually about Mm -hmm. two years. And then um, I had, uh, like, a a couple other promotions that I was wrestling for had shut down, and I had injured my knee. And by the time I had came back from my knee injury, basically everywhere that I was wrestling for had shut down. And, uh, so at that point, I just decided to like go to college, and kind of, kind of put wrestling behind me. And uh, back in uh, a few years ago, I kind of got the uh, the itch to get back into it again. So I had, uh, decided to sign up for wrestling school. Told my brother about it, and he's like, "Oh, well, hey, I'm going to do that too." So him and me both started up. Uh, when I started training again up at the uh, Buddy Wayne Academy in Everett, Washington, uh, my brother started training with me, and uh, that's, yeah
3: wow man and and you know you uh you you've actually formed a tag team with your brother Brian, who is also a pro wrestler and you know you you all have have just been tearing up wrestling promotions all over the uh place what's it like being able to tag team with your brother
7: uh it's it's interesting that's for sure um uh... You know uh, wrestling is one of those things that we've just always had in common. so uh you know like just like any other brothers, we don't necessarily get' CI eye when it comes to everything, but wrestling's just always been one of those things that uh you know we've just always had in common, we've always loved. so it's uh it's it's been uh, it's been fun. There's nobody else I'd rather do it with. Oh, yeah,
3: absolutely. so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and and I'm going to allow. The uh, co-host tonight To come in and ask you a couple of questions And I know that Jeremy has quite a few Questions
4: so why don't you go ahead And take it over Jeremy Wow, sounds like a plan Kevin how are you doing tonight I'm good how about yourself I'm doing wonderful thank you very much So I have to ask you know First you ha- you It's almost been 15 Years since you've been Wrestling and in May 2008, you took an unexpected break from professional wrestling. Why did you choose to take a break at that point in time?
7: So, so yeah, the, um, I was only wrestling for a, a couple places at the time, locally here down in, like, uh, Oregon, Washington, um, you know, really nowhere else. And then I had uh, actually injured my right knee. I had to step away and get some surgery done on it. Uh, I torn my meniscus. When uh, during the time that I was gone, I was uh, I was out for about six to seven months. Um, the injury wasn't wrestling related; it was just me being a dumb teenager at the time and hurting my knee. Um, so I went up, got that surgery, stepped away for a couple months, and then when I had came back, the place that I was training for had shut down. Uh, the um, or the places that I was wrestling for down in Portland and up in uh, like on the east side of Washington had shut down. So I was basically just left without a school, without anywhere to wrestle for. And, uh, yeah, I just – I decided to uh, just kind of, I don't know, put it behind me a little bit at the time, go to college, focus on other things. And then later on when I got the itch again, I, uh, you know, I couldn't stay away forever. Just there was too much stuff I'd done.
4: No, and I understand that. And, I mean, you returned to the ring in 2017. And in those nine years that you had been gone – for you, how did the professional wrestling landscape change since you had left to that point? Oh, man.
7: It was, it was almost entirely different. Like, um, so up here in Washington, um, wrestling shows used to be a lot more regulated, a lot stricter as far as, like, who could run, what licenses they could get. But they made it really, really hard to, uh, to kind of like, get the, promotion, the promoting license. It was a little bit um, loose enough in, like, Oregon and California as far as I know in some of those other states. But Washington was one of the ones where professional wrestling fell underneath, underneath the athletic commission way back in the day. And um, towards 2017-2018, t- um, that actually uh, some things that went through legislation and changed that, to where it was a lot easier for promotions to get the promoting licenses. So promotions started popping up all over the place uh, within a within like two year period. We had Defy pop up. We had uh, Without a Cause pop up. We had there's already like um, there was already a couple promotions up in that Seattle area. There was Volcanica. Uh, there was another promotion up in uh, Bellingham, 5CC. There was a promotion out in uh, Yakima. That popped that pr- um, places were popping right to wrestle right around the 2017-2018 area, right? And that was coming back, so it was great. A lot of, uh, a lot of places to, uh, to get some experience.
4: And if I remember correctly, um, was, uh, I believe, the Yakima promotion, they don't exist anymore, but it was Big League Wrestling and Lucha Reblay. Is that correct? <laughs>
7: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
4: Yep, that's the one. Um, I always, I say that because I had a, I've i actually watched some of your matches, and I know you've had quite a few with uh, Kington Johnny Flynn. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, okay,
7: yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and, uh, and Kington Johnny Flynn had a couple up there. I had a, uh, a couple with uh, Guillermo oh. Rosas, um, a couple other people up there. Yeah, they're, I had some, uh, a lot of fun. What, um, Big League Lucha and, or Big League Wrestling and Lucha Libre was actually the first promotion that I wrestled for when I came back in 2017.
4: Well, that's wonderful. Cause, I mean, and it's unfortunate because I believe it was last year that they had uh, gone defunct, but I know that yeah, Aaron think, Fowler so. had thrown all the support for, you know, and there's so many promotions up in the Pacific Northwest, much like out here in Missouri, especially in the St. Louis area, we have so many uh, promotions and you know, it's like they all, while they strive to be the best, they all want everyone else to succeed as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know, the wrestling landscape definitely, I agree, it has changed over the course the over the course of the times that you had taken your hiatus. Um, now, what does it feel like? For you uh, to you are regularly teaming up with your brother Brian, and I know you've delved into it, you know, um, over the course of the interview so far. But I'm just curious, like, what does that really feel like? Because not everybody really might be able to grasp what it's like teaming up. You see it on TV a lot, and you do see it in other promotions. But like, really try to give us an in depth feel of what it's like wrestling alongside your brother.
7: Um, I mean, man, that's a that, that's a good question. It's, it's interesting. So, I mean, like, we know each other. Like, I know him, you know, minus my wife. I know my brother probably better than anybody else. And I would say vice versa, he knows me just as well as about anybody else out there. So it's a lot of those times where, you know, like, we can kind of instinctually know where the other one's going when it comes to certain sequences or just certain parts of the match. We can, we can kind of, uh, you know, almost have that, like, symbiotic brain thing going on where we can kind of, like, read each other. But then, you know... Conversely, there's always those times where there's this really funny thing where we had this really funny uh, thing during the match happen where I was looking to the guy going for our double team move, expecting Brian to be back there, and he just I, I looked back and he wasn't there and I just
0: he, he kinda of looks over me and
7: shrugged his shoulders like,
0: Oh, not bad and
7: it's just like it was one of those like brother things where we just kinda of looked at each other, shot each other at the look and just started laughing.
4: <laughs> well, that I mean, and that's great. Now, interestingly enough, and Joe and I are both avid video gamers. And <laughs> would you be willing to share with the listeners what type of video games you are into? Yeah, so um,
7: I play a lot of uh, a lot of PC – well, not actually a lot of PC games, but I'm primarily a PC gamer. Um, my main game that I play, I play uh, a lot of World of Warcraft. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've, been, I've played World of Warcraft since like basically since it originally came out. Um, it's one of the things that sometimes will take a year a year or two off. But uh, yeah, I've played I've uh, I've played World of Warcraft and other games for for years. Most of my uh, a lot of my awesome. like I played video games since I was a little kid. So yeah, I just I don't know I love PC game and I love uh, playing MMOs, more medieval stuff like that. Swords and shields, spells, stuff like that. That's kind of, I'm not very good at like the first person shooters or like Fortnite or anything like that. I'm not good at
4: it. I'm, I'm just going to say how much I agree with you on the whole Fortnite thing. My friends and I tried it, and then a bunch of 12 year olds started kicking our butts, and we just said, yep, we're done. We're not dealing with yeah. it anymore. So yeah, exactly. I totally understand that.
7: <laughs> yeah, I have one, like, I, uh, last year, um, in 2018, I actually went through it and I like, built a custom PC, you know, it's got all the lights, everything on it, super fast, everything like that. i played, you know, anything I want, like 200 frames per second. So I'm like, I'll read it. I'm like, okay, well, I have to download more. I have to, you know, download some of these really cool games and give them a shot. So I download them and I'm just, you know, I'm getting my kids by all these like 12 12- and 13 year olds and they're all doing their little like Fortnite dances over me after they killed me. And I'm just like, yeah, no, this is... I'll go back to something that I actually have a little bit of experience and can win at.
4: Did you ever play any wrestling games growing up? Um, I mean, oh, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I have a buttload of them. Did any, you know, growing up as a professional wrestling fan, those were all big for me. Um, like the No Mercy, the Day of Reckonings, you know, the stuff like that. Did you ever play any wrestling games?
7: Oh, yeah. The entire reason why uh, we got in the PlayStation 2 when I was younger was to get, uh, like, SmackDown Shut Your Mouth and SmackDown Here Comes the Pain.
4: Okay. There, yeah, right. I know. One of those, I think Here Comes the Pain might be my friend. Uh, his favorite wrestling game. It's not one of his favorite video games. So, yeah, I can totally relate on that, too. Oh, yeah. No, those, yeah, those
7: games were awesome. And, like, uh, like, WrestleMania 18 and WrestleMania 19, Day of Reckoning for the GameCube. We always
4: used to get those as well. Woo. Yeah, GameCube was my first console. So, um, yeah, definitely. But I, when I got my N64, I got the uh, WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy. And, you know, those games... They still hold up well as far as just how much fun they are. Yeah, I went through Yeah. Um,
7: it was at a wrestling show that I um, – at Reactivate Wrestling, they, um, they run over in, like, Richland and stuff like that. Um, they have – a at one of their shows, they had had, like, one of the local stores, um, Salt Front Treasure gifts or something like that. I'd have to look it up. I feel terrible for not knowing. Sorry, Sarah. Um, sure but I problems. wanted to, like, there's a store over there. They have, like, all these, like, retro games and cards and collectibles and everything like that. Um They had came to the show. They had sponsored a show, and they would set up, like, a Nintendo 64 in the corner where they were playing, like, old school uh, WWF No Mercy. And so, like, I had actually sat down and played around and I forgot how bad I was at it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Joe, you got, got any questions for uh Kevin?
3: I... I do, I, I, I do. I'm gonna get and step on back in. Thank you. Those are some great questions. Um, so you were trained by uh, there wasn't only Buddy Ring. Uh, what was it like being trained by Buddy?
7: Um, it was. So I, um, I was only with Buddy for about. Me and Brian had only been training there for about six months uh, back in 2017 when Buddy had unfortunately passed. So it was one of those things where, um, you know, like, I'm so thankful to have had this six months with him. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I I look back and I wish I had started earlier so I could have had more time sitting underneath the learning tree, getting a lot of experience, getting everything he has, um, everything he had to pass on and everything. Um, I'm sad that I didn't get that opportunity, but at the same point, he left a lot of great knowledge to a lot of the students that have taken the ball and ran with it as far as passing it on to the people that are still training. So, I'm very fortunate to, to have had that.
3: Oh, yeah. I, absolutely. Uh, Buddy Rain was, was, was a great wrestler, uh, you know, great trainer. Uh, you know, his his, his fancy really uh, shocked uh, a, a, a lot of people. Um, So, every wrestler has nicknames, like you've got Stone Cold, you've got The Rock, you've got the Heartbreak Kid. Well, Kevin, you've got the nickname of The Look, and the viewers want to know, how did you get that nickname of The Look? So that, that honestly kind of started off as a joke. Um, way
7: back when I was wrestling back in like 2007, 2008, there's this, uh, there's this wrestler around there named Christopher Rizak. He's the ideal reflection Christopher Rizak. And he had always joked about, you know, I, I was all under the time, he always joked about me kind of like being his, uh, like, you know, his like, little protege as far as the character goes. So instead of being like, you know, like the ideal reflection, my, my, my character name would be the look, Kevin Cook. Um, I never ended up doing it back then, and then uh, when I came back and started wrestling before Brian, uh, while Brian was still training, you know, getting caught up in everything like that, um, I kind of just needed a character, so I just started, ironically, calling myself the look, and it kind of caught on. So I ran with it for a little bit, um, and then I kind of just dropped it when me and Brian started tag teaming. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
3: You know, it, it 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 actually sounds good. You know, the look Kevin Cook. So yeah, that <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, so, it, 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 it kind of rolled off the tongue and everything.
7: So that's why it was one of those ones where like it started out as a joke, but it was kind of pretty good. So I kind of always just kept it in the back of my head, and then when I had the opportunity, I just kind of went with it. So yeah, worked out.
3: Yeah. Um, so in January. Uh, you wrestled for a promotion called Defy Wrestling, and you were part of a elimination a elimination Defy or Survive ten man match. What exactly Was that match? So it, it, it's the uh, it's the Defy to Survive. Um, I believe that's the it,
7: it was the third year that they had had it. Um, so what it is is it starts out it's five men on each team, so it's a ten man match, five people versus five people and the so, elimination style match. Um, And if it comes down to, you know, like, let's say five people on one team win, then those they don't win. Um, It turns into like a fatal five-way at the end, or, you know, like a a, a triple threat or however many people are left at the end, if they're all on the same team, they wrestle each other until everybody is eliminated but one person.
3: Wow. That sounds pretty intense. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it, it can be. They can be very exciting matches too, yeah, because know. you know,
7: like I, at the end, of, you know, it might be, it might come down to three on one, and then next thing you know, it's a triple threat match. So yeah, it can be. Uh, there, there can be a lot of different pieces going, but they're they're generally very exciting matches. I've, uh, like I said, Defy has one every year on their anniversary show, um, so I think this was like the third year that they had had it, if I'm remembering correctly, and every one of them oh. has been very good. Uh, um, a couple like uh, not this January, but the the January beforehand um, at the end of the Defy Survive match that they had. That's actually when the young bums that came out and did like the, the surprise Defy thing came out and uh, started super kicking people. So that was pretty cool too.
3: Wow. Wow. Now, you you wrestled for the, the Defy Wrestling quite a few times. And uh, as I was looking through the matches, I, I saw that one of the, the matches uh, – you was you actually were in a tag team with your brother and the one and only Matt Seidel. How was it like uh, working with Matt? So yeah,
7: that was uh probably to date the biggest match we've ever had. It was uh me and Brian teaming up with Matt Seidel versus um who who is a uh, you know he, he used to wrestle for WCW back in the day in Japan. He's currently in AEW. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was a you know today is the biggest match we've ever had. Um, I I'll never forget sitting behind that turn my sitting behind that turn and my heart just fluttering a million miles per hour because I've never been so hyped up for a match at that time. Right. Was, yeah, that was that was something else. That was a fun time.
3: That is definitely pretty cool. Well uh Jeremy, why don't you come in in here, because I know you have a couple more questions for Kevin, so why don't you go ahead and take it away, sir?
4: I have one more question, but I think it's a big one. So, Kevin, are you ready for it? I sure am. All right. So, my question for you is, you know, you've already taken a pretty big-sized hiatus, and... So, most wrestlers, you know, not every wrestling career can go on forever. So, my question for you is, when the time comes that you will retire from professional wrestling, what is the one thing you really want fans to remember about not only yourself, but about the Cook Brothers?
7: You're right. That is a really deep question. Man. Man, I don't... I don't – you know, normally you get the questions like, what would you like to do in wrestling, not how you'd like to be remembered. So that's an interesting one. I mean, I, I, guess, I guess I just like to be remembered. You know, generally me and my brother are fun-loving guys. We like to put smile on people's faces. We like to, you know – we like to make sure people have a good time. So if we could just be remembered for, you know, like always be entertaining, always, you know – making people happy when we see us or, you know, vice versa, you know, they're supposed to build us and you know, and whatnot. As long as we can make people, you know, feel invested in the match and, you know, walk out and, you know, just say that, you know, Hey, those those goofy brothers, they, you know, those were, those were the highlight of the narrator. <laughs> just come home and talk about it for years to come. That's, that's really all I'd, all I'd ever ask for. You know, if, uh, if we could be on that thing, you know, one day we're on television, and you know, we can uh, make a much larger appeal, and you know, make, have that influence go further. That'd be that'd be great. But ultimately, I think I'd like to be remembered for just making people happy, making people, uh, make, making people enjoy wrestling like back when I used to watch wrestling and how I felt. So.
4: Okay. Well, I would say you see, for me, I'm glad that the last question I had because, like I said, that's uh, that's the real. Great ending question for at least for me, I know. And yeah, I love that answer. I respect the hell out of you for everything you and your brother have done in the business. I love the enthusiasm you bring, the talent you have, and the love for video games is always a great plus. (laughs) (laughs)
7: Well, that's all I've had about the last uh, six months or so. So,
4: yeah, right?
7: (laughs)
3: Right. So you know, I actually have have a couple more questions because we still have at least 13 minutes left. Um, so my next question is, you know, you've wrestled for quite some some time. Who is the one wrestler that Kevin Cook wants to get into the ring? Like, who is your top person on your bucket list? That's, that's a good
7: one. You know, um, I guess, like, if, if we had to say bucket list, so always way back in the day, I always envisioned, you know, having a match with the Undertaker. Back Like, me and my brother were always, like, we had a trampoline growing up. We always used to sit out there and dress all the trampoline. And half the time we'd be out there with, like, a pillow or whatever, suplex in the pillow, pretending it's the other person. And that was always the match that, like, I envisioned in my head was a match with the Undertaker. That was, like, one of the matches that, like, got me, I started watching wrestling in about 2002, and one of the matches that really hooked me was that Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker uh, ladder match. And uh, mm-hmm. to this day, that was just always one of those matches where it was like, I would, I would want to wrestle The Undertaker. No, no. I don't know if he's got any more matches in him. i it's you know, all, all, like, super unrealistic, but, yeah. Bucket list stuff, if you were to, you know, if I were to rub the, rub the, rub the vase, the genie team out and ask me that's what I'd do when I'm wrestling The Undertaker.
4: If ever there was a time to wrestle Maybe. The Undertaker, now would be the good time. <laughs>
7: right. Yeah, definitely. i just, I'll, I'll have a boneyard match
3: with him. <laughs> right? I remember that match with him and, and Jeff Hardy. If I'm not mistaken, like, he beat the crap out of Jeff, but Jeff, like, kept on <laughs> getting up, and he kept saying, I'm not done yet. So, like, The Undertaker would, would come back and, like, choke Sam him again and and, you know, it ended up happening. I remember
7: that bad match. That's like one of the Jeff Hardy matches that I actually remember. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was, um, uh, that, I remember that, that very, very vividly back in the day. It was, uh, yeah. yeah that was, that was probably one of, uh, so like, so back when I originally, like, I kind of really watched wrestling back in the day. Like, when my parents, uh, my parents really didn't want us watching wrestling. So, uh, 2002 is actually when my parents split up. And so, like, when, um, when my parents split up, my dad didn't care if we watched wrestling anymore. So I remember, like, one Monday night, I realized, like, wrestling was on. So I asked dad if he could turn it on. And that was the night, it was the Jeff hardy Undertaker match. And that, that day changed my life. It sucks that my parents had to get divorced for it to happen,
3: but, you know. <laughs> Man. So, uh, I guess that my next question is, is, You've done singles matches. You've done tag team matches. Which does Kevin Cook prefer?
4: Prefer? Oh, do you?
3: Ta- do you want
4: to? Oh, that's a good tag question.
7: Tag team. Oh, tag tag matches all day long. <laughs> For sure. I I, nice. I only have to do I, I only have to do half the work.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is Kevin- More. <laughs>
4: no, but
3: with, uh, that, that that is definitely true. That that's a good uh. Uh, uh Observation: You only have to do half of of the work. You just have to make sure that that uh, that your your brother doesn't get get pinned. And and yeah, that's a good uh, uh, observation. Um, well, so I guess that conversely, you have to make sure
6: I don't get pinned,
4: <laughs> that's true.
3: So I guess that. My
6: and next hopefully, you get is, the uh, pin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, I get the pin, and uh, if anybody's gonna get pinned, it's me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess that with the time we have left, the next question is: is what's next for Kevin Cook? Like, what do you have lined up? Um, honestly, right now, I uh, I don't have anything lined
7: up on them. I, uh we had, or back in March when everything hit. We had our calendar through about probably mid-May to uh, early June is what we had booked up on our calendar. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, overnight, our bookings went from uh, booked up two to three months in advance to uh, absolutely nothing, and I have no idea what's next. At this point, uh, I've, uh, you know, it's not... I've been looking for other things to fill my time because I know wrestling will be there, you know, wrestling will be there when it's, when it's ready and when it's in due course and when it's safe and everything like that. I'm, I have no doubt that wrestling will be back in what degree, I'm not sure. But in the, in the meantime, I've honestly just been kind of focusing on, uh, you know, getting outside, staying active, uh, playing video games. I've done, like, no, not much, but I've done a little bit of, like, Twitch streaming on the side just to, like, keep myself occupied, you know, give people a chance to, like, come hang out, chat with me if uh, they ever feel the need or anything like that. So it's just been kind of uh, taking every day, you know, staying busy and uh, trying not to uh, go crazy in this time without wrestling. Right. I want to say, you know, last year, I think we only had, uh, last year, I think we had, like, six weekends in total off with no shows or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, this year, I don't know if I think we're going to end up with only about ten matches total for the entire year, if things keep going the way that there are
3: Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely definitely crazy. I mean, especially when when you think about uh, 2020 only has three more months left. Like there's legit only three more months in in 2020, and there there's a lot of wrestling promotions that don't even do shows in the winter time, you know, because of the, the winter weather and stuff. So Man, you know, I I didn't even really think about that, that it's really been, you know, since April, since we've Mm -hmm. had, like, wrestling shows. Like, for instance, I'm a professional wrestling referee, and I just had my first match back, I guess, it was two weeks ago. So, yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's
7: it's no fun, but, you know, it's a... I have faith that once uh, once it's safe to do so in all different regions and everything I know like Washington, Washington Pacific Northwest there, is more tightly so regulated me. but I'm just I'm hopeful that once everything goes back to normal
3: we'll uh,
7: basically go back to where it was beforehand and we'll be able to uh, get back on the road and start booking up every weekend again. I'm just not sure
3: mm-hmm.
7: when the kick off.
1: Mm-hmm. To
3: the <laughs> And you, you never know when you guys come back. Maybe we will see the Cook Brothers win a tag team championship. That would be absolutely amazing.
10: Uh,
7: well, I'm actually uh, I'm actually sitting here looking at two of them in my room that uh, you know I I haven't defended in forever. Because yeah, we're we're holding a we hold a championship right now in uh, WCWC down in Oregon, and we also have a. A tag team championship in uh, Lucha Libre Volcanica, based out of Seattle, Washington. Wow. So, yeah, hopefully,
3: well,
7: they, uh, yeah, it, 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 it...
3: Sorry, what were you saying? No, no, I was just just saying, you know, well, maybe you 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 guys can add another tag team to to that already big uh, collection of tag team titles that you got.
7: That would be uh, that would be the I goal. i got more room on my, on my little shelf right here. I've got more room for two boats, so
6: yeah, let's let's start adding them in there. Nice,
3: nice. All right. Well, so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna go into the uh, Recess Talk Game Show Challenge, and this is where Jeremy is going to go one on one with Kevin Cook. And a little bit Double. of professional wrestling trivia. Uh are you down to uh do the WrestleTalk podcast game show challenge, Kevin?
4: Yeah, of course.
3: Oh absolutely. Jeremy, are you ready?
4: As ready as I be. <laughs> Let's do this.
3: It's not It's not going to be too hard. Uh, Hardcore Hots, if you could please play the uh, Game Show Challenge for us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me try to do my best announcer voice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are Interstate 70 Sports Media's own Jeremy Carr and Kevin Cook. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic, whenever you think you know the answer, just shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's Game Show Challenge. In honor of our guests, our Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is titled, The Evergreen State. I will give you information about three professional wrestlers who hail from the state of Washington. I think you know I'm talking about? Just shout out your answer. The first person to win two Falls will win tonight's contest. We're gonna have have a uh, a little bonus question here just so we can make sure that that, that that we know exactly what what we're doing. So this professional wrestler has held championships in APW, FIP, Ring of Honor, Pro Wrestling Noah, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and the WWE. In addition to being a WWE Grand Slam champion, this man has also... Dang it, I was going to say that. (laughs) So, Kevin, you would have gotten the first point. So, now that you all understand how the game's going to go, are you ready, Kevin? I (laughs) am. Jeremy, are you ready?
4: I'm ready. I was going to say that one, too. (laughs) Let's All right,
3: there. here we go. Question number one. This second-generation professional wrestler hails from Seattle, Washington, and is a 2004 WWF Hall of Famer. He's a former NWA Tamina United States... What's that?
4: Tamina Snuka?
3: Nope. He Dang is it. a former NWA United States champion, a former WWF Intercontinental champion... And a former tag team champion with his partner, Brutus DeBalbo Beefcake, known for the using the figure fuel four leg lock. He's also known for facing Roddy Roddy Piper in a dog collar match in Starbase of 1983 and teamed with the Honky Tonk Man at, at WrestleMania 6. Some would say that he's a hammer. Oh, uh, great Greg Valentine.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, Greg the Hammer," Valentine is correct. Uh, Jeremy, I believe I heard you first, so you got the first point, Jeremy. Congratulations. Don't worry. Thank you. It, it's not over yet, Kevin. Question number two: This wrestler was born and hails from Othello, Washington. He debuted in two thousand. Who's that? Davy Richards. Davy Richards is correct. How did you know that? Just from knowing that he hails from Othello, Washington. Um. So David Richards <laughs> used to train originally
4: back at uh, Pinnacle when I first started. He's just that wow. darn good. That's how he knows.
6: <laughs> Man.
4: Yeah. No. I, yeah.
7: I've, uh, I've, been, I've known David for quite some time. He used to. Uh, he used to train me back in like 2006,
4: 2007. That is awesome. Wow. That that was awesome.
3: Very, very impressive. All right. Question number three. This is for all of the marbles. This wrestler, who is hailed in the past from Seattle, Washington, is a former TNA Knockouts champion. She defeated Ali to win the championship. In addition there. to her rivalries with Ali, Rosemary, and Havoc, she has Don't been the wrestling. What's say? Oh no! So it's
6: Madison Rain. Madison Rain. Madison Rain. Madison Rain.
3: No, it's not Aston Rain. Uh oh. she's been competing in Impact Wrestling as the lovable Susie. Um oh, uh,
4: Su-, 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 Su Young, too Young.
3: too Su Young is correct, ladies and gentlemen. That means that Kevin has won the Russetal Pirate Team Show Chapter. Intro Jimmy, if you could uh, hardcore Haas, uh, uh if you could please play the uh, uh music for uh Kevin for us. Uh, Well, congratulations, Kevin. Congratulations. Uh, It's been an absolutely amazing interview. All that we ask is that you agree to come back to the of Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. And before you you go, tell everybody, all of our fans, how they can get in touch with one and only Kevin Cook.
7: Yeah, so I'm uh, pretty much all of my social medias are going to be uh, at kevdeezy, k-e-d-e-e-z-y88. So kevdeezy88. That's on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch. um, What else? Yeah, I think that's basically uh, everything on there. Oh, and then I have a Facebook page. If you look at Kevin
3: Coach. Nice. Is there anything else you wanted to say
4: to Kevin before we let him go, Jeremy? I uh, just want to say peace and love. You stay well. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show this evening. Absolutely. Hey, thank you, guys, for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Uh, we would love to be in touch, and we'll, we'll have you come back on again some, some, absolutely. some, uh, some time. good. All right, you have a good night, sir. Good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the one and only Kevin Cook. I'm telling you, Jamie, tonight was an amazing, amazing, amazing night. And you have been an absolutely amazing co host, I must say.
4: Oh, well, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I mean, for all of you putting your trust in me for this, this has been, it did not disappoint. This night has been absolutely amazing.
3: Right, right. It definitely has. Is there anything you want to let the fans know before we end this
4: episode? Uh,
3: promote Interstate uh, Sports Media once again for us,
4: sir. Yeah, so you can find us on, you can find Interstate 70 Sports Media on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, you find us, we have an official website and the link is on the Facebook pages as well. Um, we're going to start getting more content on the website. Um, thankfully, I've had some wonderful uh, friends and colleagues who are going to start um, putting stuff on the site, so I'm greatly appreciative of them. And if I may, Joe, uh, for my podcast in the past, I've always uh, had a special quote I've ended it with, and if I may do so the same.
3: Absolutely.
4: All right, so to everybody listening on the Wrestle Talk Podcast Universe, I just want you all to know that life is a book full of empty pages just waiting to be written in. Make your lives worth reading.
0: Wow, that's some heavy stuff.
3: All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee until – Next week, ladies and gentlemen, episode 315. Peace!